Hello everyone, thank you for joining us on another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy. I am also a horror of three uh, franchise trivia books. And I am interviewing slasher movie uh, horror icons. And I currently have on the phone with me R.A. Mihayoff. And he uh, played Leatherface in Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Um, hi, R.A., how you doing? Hey, Scotty, how are you? I'm doing really good, actually. Uh, I'm a little cold out, but it uh, seems like it's starting to warm up. Hopefully it's going to be warming up a little sooner, so... <laughs> Well, Phil said, we're good. Yep, sounds good, right? <laughs> yep, so, we're good. It's going to be, hey, it, no matter what, it's going to be springtime in a few weeks anyway. Sounds good. So the first question I got has nothing to do with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's how did you get your start oh. into acting? Oh, uh, very, oh, I, I can tell you, Scotty, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, for some reason, when I was in high school, I caught the acting bug, okay? Right. Uh. You had to be in 10th grade to be in the drama club at my high school. So, uh, I, I don't know, somehow I just got the acting bug and I was chomping at the bit. And as soon as I got on 10th grade, I, uh, you know, I, I auditioned for the play that year. You know, we only did like one play a year in our right. school. And I auditioned for that play, got the lead role, and I was a superstar in my high school from then on. That's awesome. So that's how I got the acting bug. But then, Scotty... I got disillusioned with the whole uh, educational system. Right. I, 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 I tuned in, turned on, and dropped out. Well, I didn't turn on, but I tuned in and turned, dropped out. Okay. Uh, and uh, went out and, you know, I, I, I mean, I went out and did all kinds of stuff, man. Traveled around the country, uh, you know, working oil exploration, working on the railroad, working in an iron foundry, uh, all, just all different kinds of stuff. And uh, I was back home. Uh, when I was working on the railroad, I had a layoff, so I was bucking hay for a local farmer. Right. His wife just happened to be the head of uh, our our town's uh, um, community theater. Yep. And where I'm from, you have a big farm. You know, you have a big farm. We call it dinner. Right. And you you lay, you lay around in the shade, resting and drinking milk out of the milk cooler and stuff. And, right. She came up to me and she said, R.A., you're going to be in my next play. <laughs> nice. And I said, okay, Bonnie, fine. And so I started, I started, you know, doing plays again, got uh, reinfected by that, that drama bug. And from there, uh, you know, I got invited to the, um, the, a member of the cast of the play that she made me do, uh, <laughs> was head of the uh, local college drama department. And he invited me to come up to the college and do a play that one led to another thing, bing, bang, bang, boom. I went to acting school, boom, got my job. First job, you know, a year or two later. And then slowly, step by step, by step, slowly <laughs> I turned. Step by step, inch by inch, and finally, you know, worked right. my way up and had a little bit of success. Awesome. So what was your audition like for Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? Well, Scotty, I'm going to throw that question right back at you. What do you think it would be like? It was probably very iconic and very, like, you were probably nervous but excited because you're getting to audition for this, you know, this ma major character, um, you know, from a great franchise. Um, you know, he's legendary. Everybody loves Leatherface. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's all true. But I will tell you this. Yep. Uh, you know, the director, Jeff Burr, was a very good friend of mine. 
is a very good friend of mine. Right. So that that was the first thing that put me completely at ease when I walked in the room. Right. Now, did I uh, wear a bloody shirt and a tie and stuff like that? No. I went in a pair of cowboy boots, blue jeans, and a Hawaiian shirt, you know? Sounds good, right? Yeah, and uh, it was a very small room. It was director Jeff Burr, line producer Robert Ingleman, and the casting director. Okay. And uh, we sat and talked. Right. And just, you know, I mean, literally, there was no miming a chainsaw. There was no anything like that. Uh, right. I just, we talked a little bit, and Bob Engelman looked at Jeff and said, is this the man you want for the part? Jeff said, yes, it is. And Bob Engelman said, well, all right then. Awesome. That, that, was, that was basically it. Nice. So what was the best part about filming Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, and what was the worst? Uh, the best part was, it was the culmination of my, it was the culmination of all my dreams and fantasies and wishes and things like that. Right. In other words, it was, it, when I was a kid, I used to sit around, you know, lock myself in my room and read famous monsters of film land and creepy and eerie nice. and, uh, you know, uh, all the Conan series, you know, that anything that had a Frank Frazetta cover on it, I'd buy just because, of, you know, I knew it, it, if Frazetta was on the cover, it had to be good on the inside. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, you know, as a kid, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm fantasizing. What would it be like to be, uh, you know, the werewolf or what would it be like to be the Frankenstein monster right. or, you know, whatever. And, and then as an adult, as I got, you know, uh, into the acting and, as a business, well, of course, I wanted to get as high up the ladder as I could. Right. Um, you know, and I, I moved to Hollywood. I spent, you know, several years in the the regional theaters and things like that, honing my craft. And then I set my cap for Hollywood. I went out there with the absolute unassailable intention of becoming a movie star. Nice. And so that, working on that movie was the was the, the the meeting of my childhood fantasy and my adult ambition in one perfect moment uh, uh, another thing that I've always uh, wanted to do and I've always wanted to do was make movies with my friends and that happened uh, Jeff Burr my friend right. uh, during the, the one of the big scenes the body pit scene at the very beginning of the movie right several several of my friends were uh, we're in that movie. I wasn't even scheduled to work that night, but I rode up uh, just to hang out because that's, you know that was just like everything, everything I'd always hoped for. Right. So that's what it was like. What about the worst? What was the worst part of filming it? Probably working nights. Yeah, I can hear that. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I like I'm not, I I don't like to stay up all night. <laughs> of course, I flipped, you know, we all flipped our schedules to do the movie, so it wasn't that horrible, right. but that was, you know, that was probably the worst thing, I think, maybe. Right, so the chainsaw that your character had, was that a real chainsaw, or did it have, like, its blade off, or was it modified in, at all, or? Excellent question, Scotty. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but I used three different chainsaws in the course of the movie. Nice. And each of those chainsaws, there were three iterations. 
Yeah. But there was one fully operational that you could actually, you know, if you wanted to, you could cut firewood with. Okay. There was there was one that had the high teeth taken off. Yep. So it was basically just a, a chain, but it's still, you know, you saw the action of the chain. And we had a plastic replica of uh, every one of them. That's so. awesome. Um, and also the mask that you wore. We all know that Leatherface likes to, you know, use the masks of his victims. Uh, was you know, you know, their skin or flesh as their as his mask. So was that like what was obviously it wasn't human flesh, but what did you um, what did was the mask made of? How did they make it? Scotty, you got some good questions, man. <laughs> okay, uh, the actual mask that I wore during filming was. You know, made with, uh, you know, made from uh, uh, poured liquid latex. Right. Okay. And then, the, you know, ro ro uh, suede, I think they were, you know, suede uh, thong, leather thongs that tied it, you know, tied it on. So it actually tied on as a mask. Nice. That's, that's pretty convenient. It's something so simple, so cheap, makes a very scary, terrifying, gruesome mask. Yes, but now here's something kind of interesting. In the... Uh, Title sequence. Yep. You will see. You will see a pair of hands fashioning a mask. Right. Right. They they shot that with uh, a second unit, and yeah. the uh, one of the prop masters, you know, uh, stood in for me. Right. They decided they decided it didn't look like me, so they reshot it with me actually doing it. Okay. But not, not we we used we used pieces of you know the latex foam, but we also. We also used pieces of mystery meat from the lunch truck. Nice. <laughs> and here's another interesting fact. The mask was made before I was ever hired to do the part. Yeah. And and the nose is uh, shaped on the nose of the father of an Academy Award winning oh. makeup artist. Oh, nice. That would be Howard Berger. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> so what was your most memorable moment while filming Leatherface? Well, I sort of, uh, you know, I, I sort of hit on it uh, earlier. Just the fact that I actually was in Hollywood making a movie with my friends. A kind of a big deal, big budget movie. All right. And we were all, we were all together working. That was probably one of the most sublime moments uh, of my entire career, you awesome. know? yeah. That was, it was yep. just, it and, was, and the best just, part you know, is, is that you're 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 having fun. You're making a movie that you you you're enjoying to make with your friends, and you're getting paid to do it. I mean, can you get any? Can it get any better than that? Yes, it can because I was signed for four and five as well. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that so, is true. Yeah, it could have got, gotten a, a lot better. Uh, <laughs> that is so but true. As we know, that, that that didn't happen. Yeah, that is. Yep. So um, we you said earlier that uh, Jeff. Burr, um, is one of your good friends. So how was he as a director? Uh, excellent, I thought. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a long-standing working relationship with him. Right. We uh, met up when he was a student at the uh, University of Southern California Film School. Right. And I did his student thesis project. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we hit it off from there. And many of the, my friends that I mentioned earlier that were in the student film as well were also in uh, uh, Chainsaw 3. Right. 
So, you know, I had a, uh, we just had, you know, a, 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 a natural, uh, what's the word I want? Uh, come on, Scotty, help me out. Um, you're, you're chemistry? Chemistry, yes, exactly. There, <laughs> there it is. Yep. It's good. I mean, it's good to have a great director, somebody that you can take direction from, but also knows how they can deal with the cast members also in a in a, on a set, because they have so much so much to do. Like they have to get the film made, but they have to direct the cast. They have to make sure the script is followed. You know, they have to answer sometimes to the producer. Like it's so much going on. Right. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's so much work. Yeah, exactly. So, what was it like working with Ken Foray? Well, Ken, we had a great time, you know. Yes. Uh, I had actually been on the set of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> awesome. And I can't strictly say that I spoke with him, uh, uh, but I remember him from, you know, I watched some film scenes from Dawn of the Dead. Right. I'd gone down, that's when I wanted to be a stuntman, and I'd gone down uh, to the Monroeville, Monroeville Mall to right. kind of like hustle up, a, you know, a stunt job. Right. And it just didn't quite come to pass. But yep. uh, I, I do remember Ken from that, and how ironic is, you know, what, 20 years later, whatever, how many years later, we're working together. Exactly. So what was the environment like on set? Well, uh, Kane Otter was the stunt coordinator. Right. And found out very quickly that Kane and I share a very similar sense of humor. <laughs> so, 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 Kane and I were always, you know, right. playing pranks, playing pranks on each other. We, we, we were always trying to outdo each other. We, one night we got in a big argument who had the bigger head. <laughs> Uh, so we stormed into the we stormed into the wardrobe trailer and got out and got out a tape measure. That is awesome. Stuff <laughs> like that, you know. Right. And that that and to this day we still carry on like that every time we're together. Awesome. That is great. And he's such an icon in the uh, in the industry. Uh, obviously, best known for Jason um, Voorhees in what four films or so. And obviously he was in a lot of other, I can't think of the one, um, uh, the one that he was in also, um, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on it, but it's where, he, I think the cover art might be where he's like getting electrocuted in the electric chair. Can't think of it. Oh, oh, uh, uh, prison. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yep. So he was, he, he was definitely a, a legend in the industry. Heard so many great stories about him too. He's, I heard he's an amazing guy. I really would like to meet him someday as well. Oh, you haven't met him yet? Not yet. Um, I know that I did reach out to his agent, though, for an interview, and he's too busy right now, but um, he said that I'll uh, get back to him maybe within, uh, um, by the end of the year, and he is a uh, schedule my lighting up. Usually his schedule is lighter during, throughout the end of the year compared to the beginning and middle of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so. we were just together. We were together at a show last weekend. Awesome, yeah. He does a lot of conventions, usually throughout the, the spring and summer times, they said, so, yeah. So, uh, what was it like working with Jennifer Bonka? Well, she, she was a little girl. She was nine years old. Right. When we did the, uh, the, and, you know, we actually only had 
matter. Right. Uh, where in the in the uh, in the dining room? Yes. When she comes in with that little dolly, that's the only right. time. I think that is the only time we actually. You actually might be right about that. You might be right about that. I know she. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that she was your daughter in the uh, in the film itself. If I'm not mistaken. Well, it was never. It was never defined. Right. You know, yeah. they they left everybody. They left everybody's relationship kind of ambiguous. Right. Yep. And I have a funny story actually about her because I, um, my parents when they were they went to Hawaii the one year and I found out she lived down in Hawaii. And uh, she just added me on the Facebook, and um, I wasn't going along to Hawaii or anything, but I messaged her, and I asked her if uh, she would be able to meet up with my parents, um, because I'm a big, I'm like a fan of hers, I loved her on Friday the 13th, um, you know, I, I just, so I asked her if it would be okay she get with them and they can get a picture together and that. She said, well, if they don't mind uh, me looking gross, smelling gross, because she worked at the, um, the, uh, rock, uh, what is it, the rock, um, rock, that cafe place up. Can't, I can't pronounce it right now, <laughs> but uh, she worked down there um, at the in uh, Hawaii, and uh, she um, met up with um, my parents. Told me that they couldn't meet up with her, and I'm like, "Oh, Dad, come on, like, oh, come on, you have to meet up with her." And they're like, "We can't, Scotty. We don't have enough time." And she's on the other island, and whatever, whatever. So here she ended up. Um, here, uh, my dad ended up calling me um, later that night, and uh, it was nighttime here. Obviously, he called me. And I said, hey, Dad, what's up? And she goes, this isn't your father. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Jennifer Bongo. <laughs> so, yeah, and then they got a couple pictures together, and that was so cool, like, that she ended up, and she wrote, like, oh, that's it, the rock, um, Hard Rock Cafe, that's it. Um, Hard Rock Cafe. Um, but she uh, wrote on one of the, uh, like, I guess it was, um, like, uh, some type of mini, like, advertisement brochure type thing that um, they have at the hostess table there. And uh, she wrote a note on the back of that for me as well. So that was pretty cool. It was a good experience uh, getting to talk to her. I did not expect to actually talk to her. Of anything, I expected my parents just getting a picture. So that was pretty interesting and neat. <laughs> um, so which kill in the film was your favorite and why? right down to the brass tacks of the matter I didn't kill that many people that is true you know that is true so, like if you think about it you're the I guess you could say the whole family was you know going around doing it so yeah uh, I suppose probably my my <clears throat> favorite and one of my few kills actually was uh, impaling Tony Hudson on the tree branch and then yeah, slicing her with the saw that was very, uh, very gory and iconic. I like that. Oh, that, that is so tame compared to what was yeah. written. I know. I read that the MPAA actually, um, they actually cut down a lot of the movie. It was kind of like what they did with uh, Friday Seven, where they cut, they just totally raped the movie of all of its content. Not all of it, but you know what I mean. But like compared to what it, what was written and how it was gonna, how it was filmed in that. It's just well, that particular scene that I just uh, mentioned. Yep, it was written that I, I I cut her from crotch to crown with the chainsaw, and her wow. body falls. You know, yeah, falls, splits apart. So right, that's crazy. You know, yes. <laughs> so the last question I got for you is uh, is basically about you. Do you have any future projects or anything you would like to promote to tell uh, tell everybody about? Yes, I have one uh, that I'm hoping will come out 
very soon. Okay. It, it's, it's called Ride Hard, Live Free. Okay. It's a post-apocalyptic biker movie, All but right. do not do not conjure up visions of Road Warrior or anything like that. <laughs> it's basically, it's basically, uh, if you took motorcycle clubs from today right. and uh, followed them, you know, 50, 75 years in the future, right. uh, after there's been some kind of uh, societal collapse and the bikers are living out in the free zone. Right. So, okay. that's pretty cool. It stars, it stars me and uh, uh, Alvarez, as I like to call him. That would be uh, Emilio Rivera. Awesome. So, uh, where, would, where would everybody... Go ahead. Uh, I said, where uh, would everybody be able to see that at? Would it be, like, on Netflix streaming? Would it be in theaters? or? I have a feeling that it will probably be in, uh, you know, VOD or net, okay. Netflix streaming or something like that. I okay. doubt... You know, I doubt it. It has the scope and scale to, you know, command much uh, theater time. Okay, awesome. It, you know, in a saturated mar market like we have now. Yeah, exactly. And if anybody else uh, wants, like, after this interview obviously airs, and if you're viewing, you're listening to this um, after, you know, it airs and everything like that, and his movie's out and everything, if you want to see what else Ari is up to and you're a fan of his, want to see what else he's doing, you can check out his IMDb page. Do you have uh, any social media you want to promote to let everybody know that they can, you know, follow you, give you a like? Yeah, I'm, you know, uh, I have a website. It's been under construction for about 10 years. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, you know, um, I, I get, uh, you know, I, I, stuff gets posted. You can follow me on Facebook, probably the best way Okay, to awesome. So follow him on Facebook. Um, you can also check out IMDb, as IMDb, I'm sure, is updated regularly. Um, so you can check that out and uh, see if he has any other works that will be, that is going to be released on there as well. And keep an eye out for him. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Howdy. Thank yep. you for having me on your show. Not a problem. I really greatly appreciate it. You bet. All right. You have a nice night. You have one yourself. All right. Thank you. Bye.